Jesus nah. Christ, you people suck. <laughs> wow. Wolverine on a G Radio. It's episode 517 for May 21st, 2018. And and gentlemen, in in about a week or maybe two, we are going to be doing our E3 gala prediction show. Gala. The gala prediction show. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Quaint. Uh, also, a special shout out to Mr. Drew Leachman. He celebrated his nuptials yesterday. He married. He got married. He's off to the chapel. He's going he's, to get uh, married. He's not a boy anymore. He's a man. Because uh, he just got married. No, he was a man. Now he's a boy. That's the way that works. <laughs> anyway, uh, on the show this week, we have Mr. Wombert. Yep. Uh, and we have Anthony. I recently got hate mail, apparently. You got hate message. Uh, let's let's have a round of applause. You got his first. You got his first one. Yeah. Somebody don't like you. If I had a nickel for everybody who didn't <laughs> like me on this show, oh hell, I got a tweet we about have it. This to do the show anymore? I I got a tweet about it this week. Somebody said uh, with Drew and Jay gone, uh, Ken's going to ruin the show. Oh wow! No 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 no! I'll ruin it far before <laughs> Ken has a chance. <laughs> Listen. Hey, we've been ruining this show for ten years. Oh, motherfucker, I started ruining this show when I started this show. What are you talking about? I can bring this show into the world and I can ruin it and take it out. <laughs> you don't even know. I got my vape podcast on the side. Like every child, you, you start off wanting to nurture it and then you just mess up its life completely and then you just go, eh, well, we're done with that now. We tried to destroy this podcast once and then God smite that podcast this Anyway, let's talk about video games. Anthony, I know you have some video games. Some you can't talk about, some you can. Well, yeah, so um, I finished my idea. I finished enough that I decided to finally actually write my review for Original Hunter Night 2. I'm done talking about that game for the rest of my life. Um, uh, yeah, I didn't play much this week, so it's I played the game that I have for review. I still haven't popped on my VR headset that I need to to play more Killing Floor, but that'll be right after this podcast. Um, played two games, and uh, I'm sure someone out there will be like, well, "Really, those two games, huh?" Yeah, you play um, those crappy games. Yeah, uh, so I played uh, Mario Tennis because I've heard great things about the Game Boy Color version. So I picked up that um, because it's partially an RPG, and I really like what I played of it so far. I'm gonna definitely play more of that. Um, and the other game, and I, I like, legitimately don't have many to talk about. This is the last game I have to talk about this week. Oh, sorry, I played God of War more. Um, I don't want to spoil that for anybody, so 
I played more of it. And that's still a very good game. Um, And it's probably, as of right now, my favorite game that came out this year. Um, Yeah, I I think if I I had to pick a game of the year right now, it'd probably be God of War. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much to put against it competition-wise right now, but uh, that's definitely... In terms of games uh, that's come out for, like, the current gen systems that, like, really feels like a step up in comparison to that, that definitely uh, is probably the the game I'd point to and be like, this is why, if you don't have a PS4, to pick up a PS4. Um, uh, the last game I played, though, is not a PS4 game. It's another 3DS game because I really like the 3DS, and I know I'm in a minority now, I suppose. I, I, a vocal minor, uh, minority because... I still say that's one of the best systems ever made. The fact that it has the DS library attached, obviously, helps. Um, I played a game called 80s Overdrive, and if anybody likes OutRun, but said, I really wish this looked more stereotypical 80s, 80s Overdrive is that. Uh, you have a bunch of different cars you can choose. It's got a synthwave soundtrack, so sort of think kind of like Hotline Miami-ish. Um, a little less aggressive, but same sort of music. It's got the full 3D effect, which is really nice when it's turned on. And it's kind of got a choose which race you want to redo, because you have to make money, and you can upgrade your car. It's a really neat game. And it at first, when I looked at it, it was like, this kind of looks like it could be throwaway. But I, I, and I thought it was actually another game that was on the PC that had a very similar sort of name, 80s something or other. It, it's, it was a 3D sort of outrun game, but it wasn't great from what I heard. I don't remember what it's called, so it doesn't matter, because think 80s Overdrive, that's a good game. Um, it's all pixel art, and um, it is fantastic. Like, it is outrun. It, it is what you'd want from a more modern version of outrun, because outrun you can't change your car um, and stuff, or at least the original. And uh, 80s Overdrive is is everything I, what I want from a game like that. Uh, yeah, surprise. Again, another one where I'm like, I have money in the account. Oh, look, it's on sale. Yeah, it's got good, like it's got a good star rating, which means nothing generally. But I was like, all right, well, we'll give it a shot because it looks like Outrun. And when I played it, yeah, it's Outrun. And um, I'm in a Sega mode, so I'm a Sega fanboy, though, too. So it's just, it's a love letter to Sega franchise. And that's it for this week. Uh, I've been running around more than anything, to be honest. Um, I do want to say, though, if, because uh, in my running around, I always stop in the electronics department. I did pick up Wipeout Omega Collection, not to play Wipeout, but to play Wipeout in VR, um, because I want to vomit, apparently. I was going to say, that's. Yeah. Well, I picked up Red Out a while back, and that's a good racing game, but they said that VR was coming to it. Never came. So Yeah, they Those guys are cool though, like they Oh yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not like I picked it up and not I'm not disappointed with my purchase. I want to make that known that it's a good game. I was just I I was under the impression it was already attached and it this I don't think it came out for PS4. I think it came out on a PC maybe. 
but know. it's not a priority because they were more worried about fixing the game. And I'm like, you know what? Or fixing portions that like bugs and stuff. And I was like, you know what? I would have bought this game inevitably anyways because it's like Wipeout. And then I didn't have Wipeout because at that time it was 50, I think, still um, in Canada. And so I picked up for 30 Wipeout Omega Collection. So it would have been like 20 bucks in the U.S. Um, and uh, yeah, that has VR. But I mean, I like the Wipeout games in general. So even if I don't, if even if I feel motion sickness, um, I'll still have a game to play there. And um, I just figured uh, if you're looking to play Valkyria Chronicles, the uh, PS4 remaster just got reprinted. I think just standard edition copies because I've been seeing them everywhere. It's also so, anyway. on. Uh, it's also on flash sale in the United States right oh. now for eleven ninety nine. It's probably fifteen then in Canada. I'd assume. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's it for me. Pretty uninteresting. I'm sorry. I wish I had more to talk about, but I don't. All right, then. Uh, All right, so what do I be playing? Uh, so I played a lot more God of War. Um, not enough. But, but uh, where are you uh, at? More. Uh, I don't, want to I don't really want to talk about it without because right. I, you know, I don't want to run the risk that somebody is behind me, and I do to them what I was so terrified was going to happen to me. (laughs) Um, But um, uh, I have played uh, a decent amount more of that. I find myself playing a lot of um, side quests and stuff in that game. And I think uh, probably the the thing about it that's craziest to me is um, I was playing it the other day, and um, my mind started drifting back to previous God of War, and I thought, um, it was just uh, like nothing was happening. I'm just like rowing a boat around the water or whatever. And it struck me immediately, oh yeah, these games haven't always been RPGs. Like, it it, it took my brain a second to realize that um, this game is completely 100% different than any other game in the series. Um, which I think is pretty cool. I think it's neat that they... Um, you know, they they could have, I believe, put out a God of War game that was just like every other God of War game that's ever been put out, and it probably would have still sold like crazy, um, because people, especially Sony fans, love this um, series. Um, Plus, I would want to see, uh, like, violence in 4K. Right. Uh, but they didn't. They went whole hog and made a completely different game and a completely different genre, and uh, it's really, really awesome. So um, I'm, I'm super enjoying that. I wish I could play more of it. Uh, um, most of what I've played this week, honestly, has been Super Mega Baseball. Um, I have played a ton of Super Mega Baseball this week. Um, my son is obsessed with Super Mega Baseball. So uh, two, Super Mega Baseball 2, I should mention. Um so we played, uh, we played a lot of that this week, and um, I, I really like it. I think from a gameplay standpoint, it's better than the first one. Personally, I like the art style of the first one better. Um, I just thought it looked better. Um, I liked the, the character models in the first one better than the character models in this one. Um, but uh, the game itself is, is really good. And uh, again, if you have any interest in... Uh, arcade baseball you should definitely play it because it's it's really good 
If you got an Xbox, it's uh, free, so you should definitely it, play it's it. free. Yeah, so if you have an Xbox and Xbox Live, it's yeah, completely yeah. Free. so you should definitely definitely play it for free. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if I played anything else. Um, <clears throat> I didn't play it yet, but I did buy um, Titanfall two because it was in the flash sale for five ninety nine, the ultimate edition. Um, so I couldn't. I couldn't pass that up, even though I originally I originally played the first three or four, or I probably played the first quarter of the game on uh, Xbox when it came out. Um, but you know what? For five ninety nine, I'll start over again. It's okay. That's probably my favorite first person shooter that has like a multiplayer and a single player campaign. That's probably my favorite single player campaign for a first person shooter. Yeah, I really uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, when I first played it, so uh, to get to go back and play it again, I'm pretty excited about it. That game um, was, so before I was on the show, I did write into Drew um, two years ago for the Game of the Year podcast, and he read off my stuff and stumbled through it because I wrote way too much. Um, it made me audibly go, oh my, yeah, woo! Like, like I just because of the stuff that was happening... And I found myself, like, clapping at the end of the game, like, just out of pure joy. Because that's the thing with that game was that it made me happy to play it, which doesn't really happen with most first-person shooters. I enjoy myself, but not happy. That game, like, is dumb, fun, 80s sort of nostalgic kind of characterization stuff. Because it's a buddy cop movie, basically, where one of them is... <laughs> giant One of them happens robot. to be a giant Mac. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I yeah, I'm. I think you'll be really, really happy with how that game plays out. So I'm excited to hear your thoughts when you're done it. Good. Yeah. So I, that's that's on my list now. Um, but I haven't um, I haven't really played it yet. Um, the what else? What else? What else? Um. Uh, also on the list of things that I need to go back and play but ha- haven't, uh, Fire Pro Wrestling has gotten some uh, some big updates uh, over the last couple weeks to months, and uh, I need to go back and check some of those out. So I'm going to play some of that this week. Um, I'm anxiously awaiting the uh, the release of the PS4 version of that uh, um, with the additional content and the New Japan Pro Wrestling content along with it. The I've seen some of the sprites from that. And it looks really good, so uh, I'm excited for that to come out um, before too long, so we can, or so I can uh, uh, play that on PS4 as well. Um, my only hope is that the, the customization uh, sharing community works out as well um, as it does on the, uh, on Steam. So we'll see. But yeah, that's uh, unfortunately pretty much it for me. Okay. Uh, Alright, so I'm going to assume that neither of you downloaded the Onrush beta then. Uh, no, I did not. Oh, okay. Uh, if I don't you, even know what that is. If you get a chance, I recommend you download that this weekend. Uh, it runs through tomorrow, so when this podcast goes live, like Monday at 3 o'clock. It is the game, uh, if you remember, you remember a little game called Motor Storm? Yeah, sure. So the team that built that game was let go and went over to Codemasters, and this is the game that they're doing under the Codemasters banner. Um, it is a team-based racing game. 
where the objective is to, I guess, build up your boost by kind of like running the other cars off the road, um, the other team cars, and it sparks a lot of arcade style racing and also a little bit of MotorStorm, and man, it, it sure do look pretty if you got one of those fancy consoles, you know, the Pro or the X is a real good looking game, which you would kind of expect from the guys that probably made one of the best looking racing games ever made. Um, but it's fast, it's really visceral, and the beta gives you pretty much the whole game. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can kind of toy around with a lot in that beta, and it's really fun. So, I'm now very much looking forward to playing I was excited to play that game, and now I'm really looking forward to when it finally comes out in June. So... Uh, speaking of good racing games, I picked up Burnout Revenge because it went backward compatible on Xbox One this week. And that game is still uh, fucking fantastic. Like, it, it only it only serves to prove that I really miss traditional Burnout. Because, man, you hop right into it and it's like, alright, the first level is a fucking traffic check level... And then you get a road rage level, and oh yeah, remember crash mode? You know, the thing everybody loves about Burnout? It's still in this game, and it's still awesome. So yeah, that uh, that was a nice little trip down memory lane for me. I guess I'll stay on the racing game kick. I also played a game on PS4 called Horizon Chase Turbo, which feels like they just pulled three words from different like 80s racing games and just mashed them up. Which is probably relevant because this game is definitely like an 80s style racing game. It's all polygonal. Um, the tracks are very much like something you'd see out of an OutRun or a uh, like a Super Hang-On. Like a real basic, like here's the desert theme track, here's the night theme track. Um, but the thing that really stands out about this game is like just how how well it handles. Like it runs at 4K 60, and it handles like freaking butter. So is this the um, uh, is this a console remake of the mobile game Horizon Chase? I do not know the answer to that. Um, I did not know there was a Horizon Chase on mobile. But I think that's what it's called. Hold on a second, and I'll tell you. Yeah, Horizon Chase. Yeah, it's like. Neon colors and yeah, it's, yeah. It's got I like bet a, it's, I bet it's a I bet it's a console remake of the mobile game. Okay, well they ported it fantastic, like because the handling of the car is dynamite. Like it feels good to kind of drift around corners and it just like it, it's just tight and it feels good and definitely running at sixty, it it, it just feels stupendous. Yeah, the the mobile game's great. So um, that's uh, that's pretty cool that they uh, they made a console version of it. Because yeah, I've, I have the uh, I have the mobile game on my uh, iPhone and it's great. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really enjoying it. Like I went through about three or four tiers and I was like, yeah, this is this is fun stuff. Like I I just like a simple racing game. Sometimes it's just it feels good. I just like the fact that there's split screen multiplayer. Yes, there is. Like that's missing. If that if you don't have that in a racing game, especially one like this, like I, I don't know what you're doing because like this is something that I would play with friends because I think it, it, like how hard is it to grasp? You just accelerate, turn, and brake, right? Yeah, that's all it is. It's a straight. Yeah, perfect. Game. That's another thing is if I remember correctly, Onrush has split screen, 
because it is a team-based racing game. Yeah, okay. Which is kind of rad that you can play that game as a team. Like, you can get online and play with your friends as a team. I think that's cool. Um, I played a few. I I was busy this weekend. I had to help a friend move, um, so I didn't get to play as much. I got my indie Xbox Indie Game Minute. Uh, I played... The only ones I played were... I played Wizard of Legend... Which is a roguelike top-down game. So you're 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 right up your alley. Uh, but actually, it's pretty it's good. good. It's pretty good. It's uh, so you, yeah, you start a run, and the objective is to make it through. Uh, there's three bosses, and you fight a boss every two levels. So like you'll do world one 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 two, and then fight a boss two one two two, and fight a boss. This this game looks like they took Hyperlight Drifter and mashed it with Enter the Gungeon. Yep, that's kind of what it is. Um, All right, well then, I've, they nailed the aesthetic and it looks pretty good. You can actually get uh, new abilities. Like I said, I didn't get much chance to play, but it, like you can buy permanent ability upgrades in between levels so that you can, when you start over, that you actually have those. Uh, so you can, it. Rogue Legacy style. Yeah, then. you can also get Perfect. elemental style attacks that you map to each of the face buttons. So, like, you can get a fire attack and an ice attack, and in between levels, you can actually... Well, uh, in between runs, you can actually uh, equip different ones. So if you feel like you're going to have a better run with the ice, then you should take the ice weapon, and so on and so forth. But huh. it plays really good. Um, the look of it is pretty standard pixelization top-down game. Yeah. It's and it looks fine. It's it's a neat game. Like I was not frustrated when I died and had to start over. So that's kind of the the barometer for a, a roguelike <laughs> game for me. Like if I die and immediately want to turn the game off, then that's usually not a good sign for me. Um, I also played a game called Forgotten Anne. Yeah, you, is is that from the indie? list as well? Yeah, so this game... That's the one that's the the visually stunning game, right? Yeah, it kind of looks like a Ghibli anime, yeah. uh, but not quite as... I mean, obviously not quite as... Um, yeah, you it, can't hit a Miyazaki level. Yeah, I, like, I, the I quality of that. that is... It's good, but it's not quite there. Uh, it does have voice acting, and it's it's okay. Um, the game is like a... Think Oddworld-style puzzles, where you kind of uh, move this really well-animated character around the really well-animated world, but you have very limited interaction. Um, so it's a cinematic... Well, I think that's the, the term they use now is cinematic platformer, because yeah. that's what they used for, um, oh god, Another World or Out of This World. Yes. And uh, Flashback. Yep. Fairly... I, both, I love both those games, but yeah, the, the <laughs> I, you're moving a robot around a... Also, human flesh. Also, the premise of this game is really weird. It feels like a freaking Miyazaki anime. So the premise behind this game is that the world Forgotten Anne lives in is a place where all forgotten items go. So, for example, in the intro, a guy is trying to find his uh, sock, like his other sock, and he doesn't find it, and it falls into this universe where it's forgotten. Uh, it gets put through like an assembly line and then has to get a job. So the sock has to get a job. So this everything gets like sentient. Yes. So like the sock can talk, and like clocks can talk, and like at one point there's a gas, like an old style gas station thing that is like a guard. Like it's a weird, very sounds like my type of game. Yeah, very whimsical kind of mentality behind it. It's a weird game, but it's visually stunning. 
So the visuals alone made me want to play it, but the, the fact that it's like uh, one of those platformer that that type of pl- puzzle platformer, I definitely have interest in it. So yeah, take a look into that. Yeah, I would definitely check that. It's a neat little game. Uh, I also played ten minutes of Divinity: Original Sin two, so I am now an expert on that game. <laughs> Uh, but no, I got a I got a code for the preview version of that game on Xbox One, which I might have another one, Ryan, if you're interested. Uh, oh, might you? Okay, yeah. maybe you talk to me afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't have it yet, but it might be coming. So I'll, I'll okay. Let you know. um, right. But no, that game looks really cool, and it's very fully featured for being in game preview. I think it launches fully in August. And well, isn't it done on PC? It is done on PC. It's it's been yeah. released on PC. Um. But I think the console versions launch in August, and they have said that if you play the game preview version, that you can keep your save. So, oh, nice, that's a good idea. Yep, uh, I played a lot this week. Unfortunately, I didn't play a lot of a lot. Uh, I also played State of Decay two. I played a couple hours of this game. Let me uh, just buckle in. All right. I mean, I'm sure everybody kind of knows. Like, if you played the first one, you know what the second one is. It's the same thing, except it has co-op. Um, you can play offline so that you can pause and things like that. Uh, and as far as the game goes, it's basically the Gears of War 2 of State of Decay games. It's bigger, better, and more badass, you know. There's just a lot more in this game. Oh, okay. But also... Say the, it's not the... When you said it's a sequel or whatever, I, all I could think of is the review I just wrote, where literally no, no, the no. subtitle is... The two means it's a sequel. <laughs> no, State of Decay 2 is essentially... <laughs> let's say you had... Uh, if And this is a joke only people who use spreadsheets are, are going to get. But let's say State of Decay 1 had five sheets in your Excel document. State of Decay 2 probably has 50. Wow. So there's a whole hell of a lot more to manage in this game. And there's a lot more options with like things you can build in your base and... Uh, stats for characters, and st- like, there's just a whole, there's so many underlying systems in this game that trying to keep track of all of them would probably drive some people insane. Is it, is it tedious though? Because that was an issue where, um, like, I liked the beginning of Metal Gear Survive, and then there was just there was too much bullshit, to be completely honest, uh, of having to deal with enough numbers and then having to play a tower defense game on top of it like is it get does it get annoying like that or it, has it gotten annoying like that i should say i don't i don't think it gets annoying like that but it's also one of those games that if you've played the first one you know what you're getting into and it's it's not tedious because it's not necessarily like a tower defense and the thing i like about mm-hmm. state of decay 2 is like the numbers are always going up so uh, and I know Ryan is going to chuckle when I say this, but think of it like uh, Advent Rising, where everything you do, <laughs> everything that you do, that gets better. So, like when you run or sprint, your you know stamina will go up, or when you use melee weapons, your melee attack will go up, or you know using um, firearms, your firearm uh, damage will go up. And every person in the game that you kind of recruit to your community has uh, has a specific uh, specialty that they can do. So, like, some people are good with medicine, so you'll be able to make certain um, things faster, like, uh, like health kits and things like that. And some people are good with cars, so they may be able to, you know, repair your cars faster or, 
you know, everybody has their role, and you kind of got to pick and choose who you put there, because you can only have so many people in your community. So you don't want five people who are good with medicine, because then you don't have the other areas that you need. Um, there's a lot of dark situations in this game, like you can kick people out of your community, um, you've kind of got to make sure everybody in your community is getting along, otherwise your morale will go down, and that affects everything else in the game. Like there, like I said, there's just systems layered upon systems layered upon systems, and if you enjoy, you know, that kind of, I don't want to call it spreadsheet work, because if anybody that works in, you know, business and uses spreadsheets knows those are like the most horrible things in the world, <laughs> but it's it's kind of like that. <laughs> The um, game I reviewed, Dead in Vinland, was basically the, without the running, actual running around part, it was the, the spreadsheet stuff, like the, the constantly watching numbers and putting people in the right positions and everything. Yep. And I really like that portion of it, um, but it was turn-based, and, and instead of the numbers always going up, the numbers would go up on some things, but most of the time they were going down. Oh, <laughs> or yeah. they were going up in the worst way possible, where it's like, I mean, and you can't let that number touch 100. But I like that type of stuff as long as it's not overwhelming. So. State of the case, pretty overwhelming. Oh, at, great. At, so I hate it. Once you get a, a few hours into it, it starts to get overwhelming. Like, there's a lot. There is permadeath, so if somebody in your community dies, they're just dead. They're gone. <laughs> they ain't coming back. That's generally how life works, so I understand. Yeah. Um, th obviously, the big change to this is that it's it's co-op, so now you can play with your friends. Um, it's an interesting way that they do it. So you can't progress your community, obviously, when you're playing co-op. You can only progress the community of the person's game that you joined. But you do get to take things back with you, and your character will level up that you bring with you. So it's it's a very tense management simulation um, it still definitely has a lot yeah. of that state of decay jank though like there's a lot of really weird glitches and bugs that will crop up in this game so. it's kind of disappointing you can't work on the same like area if that makes any sense yeah you can't that, like, have, because like, a then you could have it so like uh, well if say someone can't play or whatever um the other persons could still be doing stuff. Like, if you were offset, like, you could only play together certain times, right? But the other person could keep going and still building towards that base. That would have been nice. Yeah, have like point a, that you like have a, to enter someone else's world. It's like uh, Dying Light in that way. Yeah, I, I would have kind of liked to see it like a Minecraft where you could have, like, a yeah. shared world. Like, that would be cool. Maybe that's Maybe that's something they're looking at. I don't know, but that would be cool. Uh, and then the last game I played, well, not the last game I played, but I can't talk about... Weirdly, I can't talk about Ease 8 on the Switch. Well, I mean, really, are we going to have that talk of weird things we can't talk about? Oh, no, we, don't, we always talk about... Uh, we can mention what we're playing. Um, oh, okay, well, I'm playing the uh, Genesis Collection. Yeah. At which, I mean, at that point, uh, I win, because th th some of those games are over 20 years old. So well, I could technically say I'm playing Ease Eight, which has been out on PC and PS4, but I'm gonna be real frank. I only got about a half hour in it because I just got it on Friday, and like I said, I was busy all weekend. Uh, same with the last other game I played, which was Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition. 
I only played through the first level, but I will say that um, that game is a hell of a lot sharper on Switch. It definitely looks cleaner, and it's nice having all of the characters unlocked right from the beginning. That is super I, nice. Then I will mention where I, because you mentioned you're playing Ease Eight, and you said you could talk. Uh, I did play out of the collection because the list is live. I played uh, so far. Shadow Dancer, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, and one other game that I'm forget drawing a blank on. So there's a few games in that thing. There, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's worth having just for that collection of games in one place. It really is. Hey, I can't. I can't. I know say, you can't. I can't that. say anything about that. But if you have, you know, haven't. You know, played these games in a while. The opportunity is rising again. Yeah, so. think, think about that week. That week you get what is it? Twelve Street Fighter games and like thirty or forty Genesis. Was that the games? same week? That's the same day. Oh my god! Yeah, May 29th You get a huge collection of Genesis games and a huge collection of Street Fighter games. So, um, I still think yeah, they could have made that Street Fighter collection better. What do you uh, what do you think they could have done to make it? I'm just curious. I'm not arguing. I'm just curious. I just I don't know. I uh, I I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't know enough about what's in it, but I just would have liked to see some some remixed stuff and some different stuff in there. Hmm. Okay, I was gonna say yeah because they we'll pretty, talk after the show, Ryan. Yeah, I think they pretty much put like. Every mainline game in that, right? Like it's got Street well, Fighter One. Street there, Fighter... I mean, there's a few of the 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 twos, the version, the the thousand versions of two that don't show up. But from the sounds of it, they cover their bases by the choices that they have. I just love that Alpha Three is in it, and Alpha Three is playable online. Like that's that's a huge one for me. Alpha Three still might be the uh, the best Street Fighter game ever made. Oh, so so see, I think maybe so. Part of this, I think, maybe just me uh, misunderstanding what was in here because I didn't know the alpha games were in it. Yeah, all three. I thought of it was them. just one, two, and three. No, it's both versions of three, or all three versions of three. I think all three alphas. Yeah, uh, Street Fighter, and then five different versions of Street Fighter Two. So Street Fighter, Street Fighter Two, Street Fighter Two Champion Edition, Street Fighter Two Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter Two, Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, Street Fighter Alpha, Alpha Two, Alpha Three, Three, Three Second Impact, Three Third Strike. And also, if you pre-order on PS4 or Xbox One, you get Street Fighter Four Ultra or Arcade Edition of Street Fighter Four. For PS4. For, uh, yes. Is that the only way to get it then? No, because it's available to buy Street Fighter Four. They they re they publish it on PS4 as a PS4. Oh, game. Di- I, I didn't know that. And okay. then on Xbox, it's the backwards compatible version of Arcade. Huh. So essentially, you get every Street Fighter game outside of five on Xbox, and you get you all get every it. Street Fighter yeah. game yeah. you should care That's, about. I I. Thought this was I thought this was like the Street Fighter 15th anniversary where it just had one, two, and three. I didn't realize it had Alpha. That's that's my fault. Yeah, that's like Alpha three is my jam, and that one like only four of the games in the package are online compatible, so that's kind of a bummer. Like Alpha two is not. 
Uh, only third strike is for the three. But is Alpha 3 its own game, or is Alpha 3 like a better version of Alpha? No, Alpha 3 is... It's its own, it's its okay. own game. Okay, I don't know the Street Fighter series. It's never been my fighting series of choice. Street Fighter Alpha 1, 2, and 3, like, you couldn't... All three of those games are very different. <laughs> yeah, but see, like, if you're going to put out a collection like that, to me, you could do some cool stuff with it, and you could, like, you could... Um, Swap stages and stuff like that, where you could well, play. Like there was that version of Street Fighter, right? Like MK Trilogy, remember that? Yeah, like him. That's that's that to me is what I'm thinking of. Okay, like, yeah, that'd be it'd be that, cool that, to play like Street Fighter Alpha three characters in like the Street Fighter Alpha two stages and stuff. That'd be right. cool. There, I'm yeah, pretty sure Alpha there was a Street Fighter game favorite. that did that though. Alpha the, Two is my favorite Street Fighter. Has my favorite Street Fighter stage of all time. So it's the lightning stage in the field, that. right? Huh? The lightning stage in the field? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's such a good it's stage. Tall grass. Yeah. That's the best Street Fighter stage that's ever existed. I and I it's only an Alpha 2. Yeah, I don't think I can argue that. That stage is rad as fuck. Man. I'm excited. Like, I want to play Alpha 3, personally. But, you know what I really want to play, just just to kind of see it, is fucking Street Fighter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. I know it's going to be bad, but I want to play it. It's it, so long. It's 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 only rough cuz you can tell that it's not oh, it, it, like they haven't figured out exactly how to do it yet. Oh yeah. I mean I'm hoping it's the best version of possible to get. I don't know which version that would be, but um, oh god! All right, Did we, yeah. Let's talk about what is coming out this week. Uh, and in case you don't know, it's a pretty big fucking week. There's a lot of games dropping right before E3, so let's just hit into these. We've got a Disco Dodgeball Remix, because hell yeah. Uh, Everspace is coming to PS4. Uh, Gora Goa, which is a puzzle game. We have H1Z1 Battle Royales coming to consoles this week. We have a game called I Hate Running Backwards. That's the uh, Devolver game that yeah. has like a bunch of Serious Hotline Sam. Miami, Serious Sam. Yeah, that game looks cool. Uh, One Piece Grand Pr- Grand Cruise, so another One Piece game. Is this an RPG or is this a hack have, and slash? I have not even know? heard of this game, so I have no clue. What's it called? One Piece Grand Cruise. This sounds like maybe they're on a boat. They're on a boat. Huh. Well, I would ho- I'd oh, hope wait, so. they're pirates. The virtual, they're it's a boat. virtual reality game. Oh, okay, well, there you go. It's about being on a carnival cruise. Dude, that'd be sweet. I'd be swabbing the poop dick. Uh, Pixel Ripped 1989. Uh, Shio? Right. S-H-I-O? Shio? Uh, Spacehawk Deathwing Enhanced Edition. Uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew The Next Generation. Let's get you a little peace stew in there. You know what I'm Super Hyperactive Ninja. <laughs> Super Hyperactive Ninja. <laughs> um, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon is out this week, gentlemen. 
Is it Friday or Tuesday? It is Thursday. Oh, okay. That's a weird day. It might what be is that? It What's is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Well, you know what Bloodstained is, right? It's uh, Ega's new game, like Castlevania guy. Oh, okay. Uh, this... I did not know that, no. Okay, so he's making a new Castlevania style game. This is not that. Pol- a polygonal yeah. like, 3D or 2.5D or whatever version of Castlevania that looks just like Castlevania. Yeah, so he's making that. This is an 8-bit NES homage to Castlevania made by him and another team that's like a, kind of like a precursor to Bloodstained. Four playable characters. Yep, you can swap on is the it, fly. Is it... More like, do we know if it's more like an original um, Castlevania, or is it like... Did you watch a... the trailer? No. This is straight fucking NES Castlevania. Okay, sweet. That's still good. Still I'm still, I'm fine with any Castlevania. I'm fine with any not Castlevania Castlevania. So, so this is straight like fucking whipping some candelabras and shit. That's good stuff. Koji Igarashi can do no wrong in my eyes. Uh, Defender's Quest Valley of the Forgotten DX Edition. Yep. Okay. Dark Souls Remastered. Never heard of it. Uh, Detroit Become Human. So yeah. which person is unfortunately doing that for review? We didn't get a code, so who knows. Oh, well, maybe they heard us talk about David yeah. Cage. Emotion. Emotion. He, he, Emotion. I personally do not want them to have a code. Uh, Fuck that guy, he makes a fun of my accent. <laughs> Uh, Dungeon Rushers, uh, Pixel Junk Monsters 2, is out this week, that's hot, that's hot, uh, Ancestors Legacy, uh, State of Decay 2, for everybody who didn't pay for the $50 Super Edition, is out on Tuesday, uh, Sudden Strike 4 European Battlefields Edition, Uh, Dylan's Dead Heat Breakers mm-hmm. is out this week on the 3DS. Looks like a more 80s John Carpenter Escape from L.A. version of the other two Dylan games. We got some Switch Indie Love coming this week. The Mega Man Legacy Collection 1 and 2. Uh, Runner 3. Oh, I'm jealous. Uh, Bow Babs Mausoleum Episode 1 of Nifago's Don't Eat Flamingos. Did you follow any of what I just said? Say what? <laughs> Those were words. <laughs> I don't know that they're words. What's an of Nifago's? Uh, okay, well, it's a word. I didn't say it was a real word. Wow. I don't know what that game is. Uh, Discovery. Escape Game Aloha. N plus plus Ultimate Edition, Punch Club, and Zenbound Two are all coming to the Switch, as well as a few of the other games we've already mentioned. So once again, it's uh, a lot of indie games on Switch. Let's see what's on. Sounds the- like it's a better offering this week than it has been in other weeks, mind you. Yeah, we got some PC games. I like oh no. I like PC games. So I'm pulling up Steam. This week we've got Goat Life. I'm not even going to bother searching for that one. Goat life. Uh, we've got math problem challenge and math speed challenge. Those are pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. we got Bob the Cube. 
Uh, oh, man. Mm-hmm. This is some stuff, man. How about bro? That's it. Bro defense? Bro defense? Bro defense. Oh, my God. Is that one word? Yeah. It's with a C, not an S, because it must be European. Be fancy. Wow, they stole the, the, the... They tried to make the text look like uh, Broforce. Yeah, it makes sense. And it's... it's oof, that is a rough looking... That looks like Game Maker, alright? We got uh, CCP... CCCP calls. Uh, I don't even know what CC... Is that the Russian... Cossack Communist Match 3 game with beautiful anime girl. Light cat... I can't even... Uh, I'm gonna just... You know what? Don't... Google the next one. Uh, it's called Hentai Puzzle. Okay, well that's pretty self-explanatory. Don't yep. don't Google that. I'm not even typing into Steam. Yeah, don't don't even start. Ty- don't type H E N and let Google finish it. Okay. I, I don't even want Steam to finish yeah. that. We can kind of uh, just kind of uh, bounce right into news with that. Apparently, Valve is putting the nicks on all these uh, naughty games on Steam. Uh, so they're they're kind of uh, making the developer censor a lot of these uh, these girly girl games on Steam. Like you need to stop putting you know animated porn on our service. Basically, is what they're saying. Steam's a weird I, place. Yeah, I, I wouldn't... I would be like, well, I don't care about... The, like, I wouldn't have a, a an opinion on this, really, if it weren't for the fact of how much absolute, utter shit is allowed on Steam. I If you had a... If you had a quality control system in play like you used to, to some extent, and didn't just let anyone that gave you money put stuff on your service, because it wasn't that easy before... Um, then maybe you could get away with this. But the fact that you you literally, like, some of the, like, just the shit, the absolute trash that is on, like, stuff that we talked about last week, um, the one where you're on the box planet of boxes, having to fight boxes, because isn't that funny, everybody? Because boxes. Um, it, it's, it's crap like that. Get rid of that. That's what floods the store. Like, no one's buying Get get rid of that shit. It, it's not funny. It's it's a waste of space. It's a waste of like retail space is what I'm referring to, not just hard drive space somewhere on a server. I mean, it it, it blocks games from being viewed in the newest. That's the problem. Now, because they don't do any part like of just pulling stuff off the store that's complete trash, because they don't do that. This is kind of bullshit. In my eyes, because it's like at least somebody put in some effort in these stuff, even though it's not my type of thing. Um, and so that's kind of where I stand. However, a lot of those those visual novels that kind of are there to wink to, I suppose, or whatever you do to them, um, it's usually like girls that are like in high school and usually like just starting that's a bit weird i know they're not real but that's still weird it's it's weird you know and like again i could understand steam making taking a stance but some of the shit they let on anyways like this is where you're gonna draw the line like (laughs) stuff that doesn't even look real 
This is the hill know. you're gonna die on. It, it's a weird. It's a weird thing. I know that they reached out to like some of the developers, like uh, Honey Pop, I think, is one of them because that's the one that's had like Honey Pop. Um, sure, whatever. I, I I will not remember how to pronounce it properly. I, I don't know if that's correct. Um, I'm just you know. But uh, I know that there was a mistake with something that they did to the, with that. Com- like it was like, oh yeah, no, sorry, that was an error on our part. So Steam hasn't just taken down everything, but it seems that they're taking down some. I don't know. It's Steam. Like it's Valve. It's they just do whatever the hell they want. So that's what happens when you monopolize a market, right? Yeah, pretty much. Alright, this is one that got, uh, I'm sure Wombat kind of excited. Uh, Monster Hunter XX coming to the Switch in the West. He done left. He got ninja. They don't even know. I didn't leave. Sorry, I was on mute on accident. Um, I think that's awesome. You know what else is coming to the Switch? What? Xbox Live Achievements. Really? So, well, just for one game. Minecraft uh, is getting its Xbox Live achievements turned on relatively soon. So you can earn Xbox achievements on your Switch, baby! Wow. It's a crazy world, man. Concept. Uh, Activision unlifted the veil on Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Call of Duty. This game ain't got no single-player campaign. And I'm out. So there's that. Uh, they showed off the multiplayer, which brings back the... Uh, oh, God, what do they call those? Fuck. I don't know. Uh, the operators, I think is what they're called. Specialists, maybe? You know, like the character. So in multiplayer, you play as a character. Oh. Uh, yeah. They did that in Black Ops 3, I believe? I'm, I'm not speaking of experience. Call, I'm not a Call of Duty expert. Uh, they also showed off Zombies, which now is, uh, I think, four different areas, uh, four characters going through different time periods, like Indiana Jones-style characters. It looks interesting. Uh, they also announced that they are doing a Battle Royale mode, but they gave very little detail about it. They did not give a player count. They did not show actual gameplay from it, but the game will have a Battle Royale mode. And yeah, no single player. Makes me sad. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 release date will be revealed next month at E3, according to Square Enix. Uh, The preview event for the game was this week. People got to play it, and apparently on Xbox One X it is running at 4K, or running at 60 frames a second. Which is kind of hot. We are finally releasing the date, and then as soon as up on the screen it says 2022. <laughs> no, that's Final Fantasy VII Remake. We talking about? Oh please, that game's never coming. That's they're gonna get through the first the first part of the tr- the three games they want to make out of it or whatever, and hey, then it'll be the next consoles that have to re- do the HD remasters so that have to back up again and oh what a mess. Hey y'all, remember No Man's Sky? Yeah. It's kind of coming back. Remember how disappointing it was? Yeah. So, what has it been? Two years since that game dropped. The game is releasing its next update, which is called Next. No Man's Sky. Next. Um, it's launching on Xbox One. Uh, and it's finally going to have that multiplayer. That's exactly what I said 
five minutes after playing No Man's Sky. Next. Next. <laughs> That's funny. You're a funny guy. No, no. The update will be free to PC and PS4 players and Xbox One players. When you buy it, you'll just get all the all the expansions. I like how they're like, it, it's free on uh, to all the PC and PlayStation 4 owners. Yeah, better fucking be. Like, are you kidding? Is, I paid, so in Canada, at that time, uh, it's, a bit, it's a little bit better now pricing-wise. Still, some games are like God of War was. But it was $79.99 before tax. It came to $90 after tax. And I bought that game because I had heard things about it being a survival game. But even the survival elements sucked in that game. I, yeah, it just... Every time I, that game comes up, all I can think of is just how I was scammed, basically, out of a hundred bucks. It's all I can think about. And people are like, I don't know why it upsets you still. I didn't get my $90 back, so that's why it upsets me. Well, you're never going to get your money back. Never no, that's fine. I just, it, I'm never, never I'm, get it. I'm never giving that company any money. And, spe- like, and if he leaves that company to go to another company, I'd just write that off, too. Absolutely absurd. It, it, it's just the it's the 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 level of how far you'll just push the truth. Like you know what I mean. Like it's it's shitty the response that people had to that team. To like don't threaten people. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? But at the same time, like don't invite that upon yourself. Just tell the truth. Be like, this is what the game is. We're gonna keep working on it. Like I would have been like, okay, cool. I would have I would have had a better reaction if I'd known up front that this was the, there was a promise of something like this, but this is what I expected at launch. Like two years late, thanks guys. If I if like anywhere else, like you were two years late to do like you would get fucking ripped apart. I don't know why people are excited for this, but you know what? Some people liked what was there on the base game, and if that's you, I mean, more power to you. It's just, to me, it's like, there's a lot of talk, kind of like, revisionist talk of like, well, it's better now. Like, yeah, it still wasn't there at launch. I'm sorry, this is just one of the the most cheated I've ever felt at paying money for a video game, and I've bought some real stinkers before, so... All right. Uh, Microsoft had their inside uh, inside Xbox on Thursday, and guess what? They announced a new Halo game for arcades. I'm I'm not even kidding. Halo Fireteam Raven is a sit down or stand up like cabinet with a 130 inch 4K screen, and you shoot the cabinet, the cabinet, yo. Oh, it's, um... Yeah. It's a fucking Dave and Buster's arcade game. It's, um... Oh, God, what's the company called? Raw Thrills. Yeah. Yeah. So... They're the ones that do all the, um, like, new Space Invaders and stuff, so... They gave an update on the Master Chief Collection as well. That is coming along. Should be releasing its Xbox One X update fairly soon. It's going to fix the rest of the game. It's probably going to fix some of the game, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> you know. I mean... It it runs now in 4K, but it still doesn't run. Yeah, so. if it's broken at launch with the X patch, I'm going to laugh. So, I, you know, I don't wish ill will upon anybody, but goddamn, that game was broke as fuck. <laughs> oh, So, Rage 2... 
is real. That shit's real. Uh, Bethesda showed off a gameplay trailer this week. It looks pretty cool. Uh, it also doesn't look exactly like Rage. It looks kind of... Mad Max! Yeah, well, it is Avalanche, so there's that. It, 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 why do you say it doesn't look like Rage? Is it the gameplay, or is it the fact that everybody was super colorful in it? It's not the colors that bother me, it's the attitude. Like, if you played the original mm. Rage, it was more like... It was uh, very serious, yes. It, it Not necessarily serious, but it was kind of like... I kind of want to say like a Fallout style of serious, where like people will make stupid jokes, but they're not like blah in your face, ah, you know, flipping you off with shotgun shells kind of stuff. Borderlands, you're saying, yeah, yeah, that's Borderlands kind of thing. And and but I've noticed that like even the the colors that they used for like on the in the um, live action trailer, that uh, the colors that they were using are very similar to like the Stank Gum Legion in the Mad Max game, very bright purples and blues and stuff like it was just weird that it was like very much the mad max sort of look and then it's um you know made by the people that did mad max and it's a rage game and rage was very gray and or and brown in the original yeah i'll be i mean it looked fun from the video i don't play it yeah i totally don't care i play i don't give a shit but it's just funny to see kind of that like that kind of turn from what the original one was. Um, um, not to roll back to the Xbox conference, uh, are we going to talk about that controller? That's the next thing on my list. If oh, you just well, boom! I'm psychic, everybody! I'm... Uh, Xbox uh, showcased a new controller called the Xbox Adaptive Controller. Basically, they worked with a bunch of disability charities and organizations like Able Gamers um, to build a controller that anybody can use. And... This is kind of rad because nobody's ever done anything like this. Yeah. So essentially, it's all been, um, yeah, it's all been custom built before. Like uh, you yeah. have to find someone that'd be willing to build you a controller and take apart another controller. It was not official. So. Yeah, I mean, I guess the only thing that kind of bums me out about this is the price tag. It's very expensive. It's a hundred dollars. Uh, I get why it's a hundred dollars. I mean, there's a lot of functionality in it, but. $100 just seems very steep for a, a controller, I guess. But, no, I I think what they're doing here is, is very cool. Uh, from what Don't, I've heard, it works very, very well. Did you watch the, um, did you watch the people using it? Yes, that video? yes. That was, uh, uh, that was in the Xbox, the inside Xbox. They showed that Okay, whole, that I whole got video. a little teary-eyed at that. The yeah. brothers. Yeah, no, that's, I, like, I mean, that oh. stuff is great. Like, giving people the opportunity to be able to play regardless, you know, you don't think about it on a day-to-day basis. Like, controllers are all the same, and they're built for people with two hands and two thumbs and all that stuff, and it's just, sometimes you just can't do that, you know? Well, I, uh... I, I kind of talked about this on Twitter and was having it back and forth with a big Xbox fan, uh, Xbuds. Um, he, uh, we were talking about it, and I said it's it's you don't really think about that until like I'm playing the God of War right now, and and this is a weird thing, but there's a you have to mash the buttons at times in that, and there uh, I'm sure my one of my college professors who plays video games would love to play it because he plays everything, but. He can't mash buttons because uh, he's an older gentleman who had polio, so he doesn't have enough like dexterity in his hand to press the button. And the only game I've ever seen confront that issue was Uncharted Four, where you didn't you could remove the mash button just and hold like circle, 
There are some games that still so do that. Yeah, there are some games that still do that. I, I was playing a game the other day that did that, and I can't for the life of me remember what it was, but it gives you the option between mash and hold. Yeah, and, and it's it's. I'm really glad to see that, like, this is even one step further than just doing a software thing. Um, like, this is... The fact that it's super customizable... Like, I have a friend who doesn't have issues with his hands, but um, has uh, cerebral palsy, and um, he has problems walking. But he knows a bunch of people that would use this controller because they don't have full functionality in their hands. And if you're, say, confined in a wheelchair... I can't imagine just kind of sitting there doing nothing all day because you can't hold a controller or something like that. And if this opens the doors to people that, you know, want something to do, uh, it's one of the best moves I've ever seen a company. And I still can't believe... I would have expected something like this from maybe a third party, like manufacturer, like PDP, not Xbox themselves, um... Yeah, sorry. It, it, this is just, it's really sweet uh, action because it, it's just, uh, it's a move for, like, more inclusivity in a, in, in a good way, not just, like, complaining on the internet. This is just opens the doors for a lot of people, and uh, it it's exciting to see kind of how the other... I'm hoping the other companies respond. I hope this wasn't just a move out of desperation from Xbox and, and a, a genuine attempt to get more people involved, which I think they've been doing anyways with like even the Lucky's Tale, where they made it so that a parent can play along with the kid, um, which they show off a bit of that in the, in the video for this controller as well, where uh, two people can basically control the same character with two different controllers. So. Yeah, that's part of that's baked into the the console. Yeah, I know, I know, but that that, that just Xbox has been doing a lot of this, this this these kind of move these motions anyways. So I hope it's a genuine intent and not just trying to grasp onto straws to get an audience. I think you get I think you get a, a little bit of both. I think Microsoft and that's genuinely fine. wants to do some of these things, but also it's a huge PR win every time they do it. So I'm sure there are suits that are happy with it, and I'm sure there are engineers that are happy with it. Am I the only one that wants to just try one of these out just for the hell of it, though? Because I kind of want to just see what I can do with this. I'm sure people are going to do some really interesting stuff with this thing, because it is very, very customizable. So I will be very interested to see how this thing plays out once it hits the market. I'm pretty sure it's relatively soon. Uh, we got a couple games delayed, and one game uh, confirmed not to be at E3. Borderlands 3 will not be at E3, according to Randy Pitchford. So, there's that. Is anybody going to care when that comes out at this point? I fucking absolutely. I love Borderlands. I do too, but I just, I, like, after the pre... Like, they're going to have to do something a lot, cause it's like, go back and play too. It's, uh, it's not... It's pretty rough. And I know it's an older game, but it's it's... It got to the point where it's the grinding for the weapons just wasn't fun. Like, because everybody ends up using the same weapons, right? Oh, yeah, everybody's ending up using the same class because it wasn't balanced enough. They really need to work on that portion of it. Because, like, why would you ever play as the assassin in two? I, don't know, I always played as the necromancer. So. Um, it, it's just it's weird stuff like that where I'm like I, I hope that they make enough changes where like entices me who really loves the original Borderlands so 
Well, nobody loves the pre-sequel, so there's that. And it was nice to hear characters talk, but yeah, no. <laughs> Metro Exodus has been delayed into 2019. That's a bummer, but I get it. I didn't realize it was open world until yeah. they they said, like, it's an open world game, so we're taking a little bit more time or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, definitely. And I know everybody's waiting on... I know there's people waiting to hear about my next uh, news story, but uh, Shinmu 3... Delayed into 2019 to uh, quote unquote make it better, and I, I just you know what you know what I'm gonna say. You can't. You, you just you can't. You're I, a hater, can. <laughs> I'm gonna say hater. this in the nicest way possible. <laughs> the people who are excited for Shenmue, who played Shenmue back in the day, I'm sure will be very happy with what they get, because I'm sure it'll be very similar. But I think a lot of the hype for Shenmue is built around this very vocal fan base. Because, let's be honest, Shenmue never broke the big sale numbers. It wasn't, like, the biggest thing ever. It, it's It's this weird cult game right now. And I have a feeling that a bunch of people are going to play 1 and 2 and go, I don't want it? 3. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and and my and I said it before. I think <laughs> when you get three, I, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed with one and two because I think people are expecting something else, and absolutely, I it think, is something that I, is a, a, a product of its time. It's it is a very big product of its time. Um, it definitely has stuff that you can like about it. I'm not saying it's a piece of trash. I'm just saying it is something that I, if you do not have that nostalgia for, I have a feeling you are going to be very disappointed because a lot of people have talked it up but don't necessarily recognize the nostalgia part of it. I'm pretty like, sure being, anybody that's being, talking that game up hasn't played it in about 10 years. That too. <laughs> um, but I don't think, I think people are going to be disappointed with 3 just because I don't think it's going to be very big. I don't think it's going to be very it's gonna good. Be, oh, you, you and I both. But I don't. I don't. I just don't think it's going to be part the the last. Like he's already announced that it's not the end of Shenmue's tears. Yeah, he announced like, that back in nineteen ninety nine. This might be your only chance to finish the story, and you're not going to take it. Like, uh, oh my god, I'd be irritated if I was a fan. Just finish the story. <laughs> he's he's not going to finish the story. He's never going to make it to Londi. Is is this just the way it's going to be? Sorry. What if he at least finds some sailors this time around? I'll face, consider his, it a success. His face permanently be frozen in the, the, the Dreamcast age. Of, oh, God. That's oh, right. Let's just stop talking about it because it's all negative. That's, uh, people expect no less of me when we mention the words Shinmue. So I am someone who enjoys the Shinmue games, but I agree that they were a product of their time. And I, I don't think that anyone who has never played the series before is going to all of a sudden fall in love with them based on the first two. But I also don't necessarily know if um, I care. I want it to be resolved for my own sake, and uh, I want to play another one for my own sake, just because I have nostalgia for the series. Um and if it's not a huge commercial success, that's okay. If all I'm gonna say is, I think uh, that the Kickstarter for it wouldn't have been as successful if all these people weren't bled on hopes and dreams that this is the greatest series of games ever made. Like some people talk about it, 
it, I, I, it just, I think that there's no way that... There aren't enough Shenmue fans to warrant that sequel without the fact that it, they've indoctrinated a bunch of people going, this game's amazing, you can't play it, so just take my word for it. <sighs> I think there's going to be a lot of upset people when Sega drops that collection later this year. I'm just saying. <laughs> I think, though, that for some reason, and I'm not quite sure why, this is a game that was legitimately groundbreaking in some areas. Um, and it gets a lot more hate than other games that were legitimately groundbreaking at a period of time. Um, but And I don't know if that's just because uh, um, it's coming back now and was teased for so long that it was coming back. Or if it's because it was never finished. I need a I need an example for well I mean part of it's because it was never finished. I need an example of another game that was groundbreaking around the same time. Uh, I, I so, I, so I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you a great example. Jack Ryan Radio um, is a game that came out on the same system right around the same time that gets a ton of nostalgia love. Oh, I and it's not great to go back to hear any criticism about it. But go back and play the original Jack Ryan it's Radio. It's rough. Play the HD version. Uh, it's, it's it's rough. It's not. It was great at the time, but yeah, if you go back eighteen years and try to play it, it's not that good, right? Um, so, you know, I, I just I feel like the entire Dreamcast library gets a lot of love and nostalgia, including from folks who weren't even around for the Dreamcast. Um. <laughs> But this is the only one that seems to get equal parts ire and nostalgia. I think part of it is probably because the story wasn't finished. Um, no one ever really comments on the gameplay other than the forklift stuff. Um, because, I mean, like, and the sailors. But, like, I think it's a lot of meme stuff when people complain about it. Um, my issue is not the game itself, really. Like, I don't think it's very great going back to it, because that's all I ever... I, I don't have any nostalgia for it. I don't have any nostalgia for Jet Grind Radio, either. I tried it... I tried, like, uh, I tried that Jet Set, or whatever. I, I tried it out, and was like, I don't see the fascination with this game, but I'm glad I bought it on sale. Um, it's probably because Shenmue has not been available. That they, It was allowed to get to the point where people were talking about it like it was the messiah that led into every game that's ever been made ever since. Um, that doesn't... I think it's the, the fan... The vocal fan... It's the same with um, Earthbound. The Earthbound fan base for a long time was so vocal about how it was the greatest RPG ever. And I think the only reason why it got away with without the, the same amount of hate is that Earthbound is still very unique not only in like some of the gameplay aspects but the visuals of it so i think it kind of skates past that that same complaint but for years people earthbound we got you got to play earthbound i remember people talking about it because it was this weird holy grail that not anyone could just have you could emulate it but it wasn't something that you could have in your hands um but with shenmue because it wasn't really something you could emulate even um, and you had to have a Dreamcast and burn disc if you wanted to get it non-officially. Not that I recommend doing that, and I would never condone that, but I'm just saying. Um, it's allowed this to get to this point where people are talking about it like it was the best thing ever made, but you can't play it. And the issue is, is that it's alright, 
it definitely at the time was big, but you can't tell all these people that this is the best game ever because they're going to play it and absolutely hate it because it's not, you know, th- what you're what you're saying is is so warped from the amount of years since you first enjoyed it that like these people aren't going to have that same connection. We've gone so much further with games now that like this is going to be rough. And that's my point about that. Because I went back and tried to play it, and I was like, oh, no. Not at all. No no enjoyment. But the same with Jet Grind Radio. I was like, okay, this is not what I thought this was, and it's not great. But the music in Jet Grind Radio or Jet Set Radio is fantastic, and I don't think anyone will disagree with that. But uh, it, I think that's what also sells that game a bit, is that it probably gets less hate because most people prefer like talk about the soundtrack more than the actual gameplay. But um, it's just, yeah, I think that's part of the reason why it's just the amount that people have talked that game up. There's absolutely no way to ever live up to all the things that people have said about it. I agree with you. Moving on. Uh, the crew. No, let's talk about Shenmue, a game we don't like for another 20 minutes. I'm not that's talking good. about Shenmue no more. Uh, that, well, that's a lie. Fucking people going to bring We this. will. Crew 2 is getting a beta ahead of the game's release, so you'll be able to check that out. Uh, PUBG is adding the Miramar map to the Xbox One version of the game fairly soon, so you'll be able to play that in the final game. I'm sorry, not final game. It's, there was a test server for a game in preview that fucking cracks me up to no end. So whatever. Uh... I think that's all. Would did we talk about Cliffy B last week? Uh, or did that happen this week? I lose track of when things happen sometimes. I don't think so. So Cliffy B put out a note on Twitter, uh, essentially saying that he is shutting down um, Bosky Studios. Uh, Radical Heights will go offline, Lawbreakers will go offline, and he is stepping away from the game industry for a little while. And you hate to see this. Uh, Nobody likes to see people lose their jobs. Uh, Clearly there's a lot of talent there. I'm sure they will land on their feet. Uh, And from what I hear, Cliffy did shut that studio down properly. You know, the, the employees knew it was coming, they had time to prepare for it, and he did compensate them from what I understand. So that's good. Okay. Because from the last I heard, that there's some people that found out from the Twitter post. Okay. No, I uh, from what I'd heard that he did it. He did it. Probably. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take your word for it because I'd rather that be the case. He seems like he's a pretty good dude. Yeah, so. I, I can't imagine him doing it, but you never know what happens in the world of business. Because you did he choose to close it down, or did someone else just be like, "You need to close down. We're not giving you another dime." No, it was and his. There was stu- just no way to. It was his studio, so he made the call. Okay. So. They weren't attached to uh, the company that was publishing their stuff. No, Nexon published uh, Lawbreakers, but I oh, didn't, they didn't publish. I don't, okay, they didn't publish uh, Radical Heights. I don't believe. No um, one published it. It never really made it. Yeah, it only made it to like super, super early access. 
And I'm only going to mention this because there cannot be a podcast without the word Overwatch in it. Overwatch's anniversary event starts on Tuesday, and fuck y'all, I ain't playing nothing this week either except for fucking Overwatch. Um, I do have one piece of news that we'll just bring up now um, from Reddit. Several Respawn devs uh, oh, yeah. have packed Infinity Ward. I saw that this morning. I was like, wow, so the Respawn guys are now heading to Infinity Ward because EA bought... Respawn. Respawn. That's fucking hilarious. Like the lesser of two evils, everybody. I guess, which is funny because I don't think EA is really that evil. I mean, I don't know. They've been voted evil companies, and and God knows what's happening behind this. Like, I don't know if it has anything to do. Maybe it's just offered better money. I don't know. But um, can you imagine that company right now? They just had a one of the biggest first-person multiplayer shooters have big issues because of loot boxes. So they are got to be trying everything. And meanwhile, you know Call of Duty is going to sell. I'm sure it'll right? sell. It'll so sell. For, it, whatever EA does will sell. But yeah. like, what, you know the Call of Duty will sell. It'll it'll push enough copies. Again, Modern War... Or, uh, not Modern Warfare. Um, World War II is one of the highest-bought games, I believe, of the last year, right? So... I'm assuming that, like, and, and it wasn't known to be, like, a horribly, like, n- the loot box talk was very minimal with that game. I know it was there, but not, like, the case of uh, Battlefront. So I, I'm wondering if it has something to do with the business side of things and how the game should be made as a business that okay. would lead you back to Activision, who doesn't seem to be as aggressive with that stuff. I don't know. I think all companies are shitty. Oh, they all are, yeah. <laughs> oh, and we got Devolver's doing another press conference at E3. So that already is the best E3 press conference. That's all I want. So. Alright. Uh, we got an email from a gentleman named Chad. Uh, he says, Hi, crew. I haven't written in a while because I've been really busy. But rest assured, I'm listening every single week. I've been thinking lately of some games that I don't uh, that I either didn't like or thought of as meh when they first released, but later they later on they become some of my favorite games that constantly draw me back in. Three somewhat recent examples come to mind. Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 13 Trilogy, and Beyond Two Souls. I platinumed Fallout 4 within a month of its release and was a little underwhelmed. It was a good game, but it didn't excite me like the other two modern entries. However, I became addicted to it almost a year later after the survival mode released. It became a completely different game. Most of the things I couldn't give a rat's ass about in the vanilla version became absolutely critical and super immersive. Food, power armor, explosives, junk scavenging, settlement building, stealth boys, chemistry, armor, weapon mods, supply chains, etc. all became incredibly rewarding and strategic. No doubt it is also super challenging, but if you stick with it, it starts to get a little easier and more rewarding. I did not care for Final Fantasy XIII at all when it released. I had made four attempts stopping at Palampalu, I guess that's how you say that. The first three times before getting too bored and giving up. However, the fourth attempt, I was determined to get through because I had beaten every Final Fantasy and I didn't want to ruin my streak. After finally getting past the first 20 hours, the game got increasingly better. That's such a funny statement. Uh, So much I decided to play 13.2 and Lightning Returns. Oddly, the two sequels, especially 13.2, retroactively made the first game even better. To this day, I still get an urge to go back and play that trilogy. 
Like pretty much everything else at the time, I couldn't get into Beyond Two Souls when it released. I stopped shortly after the party scene because it got too boring for me. However, I picked up the remaster because I heard you can play the game chronologically from the beginning. I decided to give it another go and played it the way, uh, played it that way and loved it. It is a very emotional experience <laughs> to see her struggle <laughs> as a little girl through adulthood. I still think the original version makes no sense, but chronologically, it's a very cool and pretty story. Are there any games that you all couldn't stand at first, only later uh, end up loving? Maybe the changing the way you play it to make it more enjoyable. Uh, thanks from Chad. P.S. I doubt he is listening, but congratulations, Drew. Uh, I'm really trying to think if there was a game that I did not like at first and then ended up adoring. Yeah, that's a hard that's a hard one to call because if I don't like a game, like if I really don't like a game, I'm probably not going back. Um, I like g- well, okay, I I gave Yakuza a shot like. See, this one's kind of unfair, because I, I still haven't finished any Yakuza games. I'm not sure but, anybody actually finishes yeah, a Yakuza um, game. I haven't played enough to go back, but I know that when I first approached Yakuza, I approached as a beat-em-up and was like, this is not good. Um, because the way it was kind of presented was not as an RPG. And like I said, I think it was Jay that brought up the fact that it was an RPG, and that's what made me go... Oh, those are random battles, and I'm taking control of a character. That makes a lot more sense. Um, so, that, I guess that counts. But even then, it doesn't. It doesn't feel right because it was like more of like I misgenred the the game. Like I misinterpreted what the game was supposed to be and what the game was. Um, so I think. That's the closest I can, like off the top of my head. That's the closest I can come to. Other than like stuff that I found really difficult and then went back to and was like, oh, this is actually not bad. As I got better at video games, but um, I guess if uh, there's one, and I don't know that anybody will actually believe this, except maybe Wombat because he knew me at the time. But the first time I played StarCraft, I hated it, and now it's one of my top three games of all time. <laughs> Like, I did not comprehend a real-time strategy game the first time I played it, because I don't think I'd ever really played one. That's crazy. And I started playing it, and I was like, God, this sucks. What the hell? You just move these little dudes around and collect some mineral? This is stupid. And then people kept asking me to play it, so I just kept playing, kept playing, kept playing. Here we are, 20 years later. One of the greatest fucking games ever made. Yeah, man, I can't really think of one. It's hard, because, like Anthony said, when you don't like a game, you just kind of put it down. There's so many other games to play. I have one that I, I've come recently to appreciate more, and I know someone out there is going to groan as soon as I say it. Say it. Um, I've been watching speedruns of games, and there's always the awful block in uh, uh, Awesome Games Done Quick. And after watching Sonic 06 be played and finished <laughs> in an hour... That game is so broken, I'm like... And maybe I'll go back and play this like this guy's playing it, or try to play it like this guy's playing it, because this actually looks fun on, like, the actual game itself. Like, breaking through the environment to, like, get into... I'm like, this actually looks like it's playable. 
even though you're like having to go through the geometry of the level and stuff, but I'm like, yeah, this actually looks enjoyable. So I guess that could be one too, because I kind of want to play Sonic. I have a copy of it. it; just happens to be a PS3 copy, so I don't know if I want to suffer that much. But um, I mean, there's that, I suppose. Um, uh, Luigi's Mansion. That was one when I first saw it. I was like, what the hell is this? But everybody seemed to have that where they wanted a Mario game. Um, and obviously, Luigi's Mansion is a great little title. Um, I think it's a lot of more of like first impressions that I like. I thought the game was going to be something else, um, and it was kind of an unfair judging on my part. Then rather than the game, me not liking the game for the being the game, um, and then going back and enjoying it later as my taste change. So, come up with anything, Wombat? I know it's hard. No, I didn't come up with anything. All right. Uh, let's do some Twitter. Some Twitter. Twitter. Mookie tweets in and says, Yes, Ken and Anthony, Mr. Gordon should be doing all OSTs from Bethesda Studios. Yeah. His Prey soundtrack is underrated. I know everybody loves the Doom one, but listen to the Prey soundtrack. Also, that's another thing that got announced that we didn't talk about in news. Prey's getting DLC or something? They haven't announced it yet. It's a rumor. They haven't announced it, but it's something to do with the moon. Yeah, because they got and a bunch of achievements added to the game. Yeah, you know, I'm down. I'm E3, down for some more Prey. It wasn't the best game ever, but it was pretty freaking cool. So E3 is so close, and here's the thing. I saw a lot of news stories this week about these leaked lists. Ladies and gentlemen, there are no lists on a piece of paper of what is going to be at E3. Stop posting them. Like, for real. And, and, and stop, can we stop having the conversation about, like, and this retailer, I know we had one last week, but the, the, the that was a really bad late, that was a really bad one, but, like, this retailer brought up, like, go through Amazon and you will see games that, like, ex- the game uh, Extinction has been up for two years now. Extinction came coming... out in, in April. It was Sorry? Not, it was not good. Extinction came out in April. It was not good. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like it was up, it was up for like good, like two years, I think, on Amazon.ca. Or as soon as that game got in, like before that game got announced, it was on that. So it was like the first announcement of that game was like, oh, what is this? Was through Amazon basically. Like they get information beforehand because remember they have to sell the game to you and they have to plan on what's going to be. Well, Amazon doesn't, but they have to do work to make sure it's visible so you can actually buy it. So, like, some of it is accurate, but it's don't always take everything, like, face value either, because companies say stuff, like, oh yeah, we're going to have this, this, and this, and this, and you might never see some of that stuff. So it's, like, sure, you're getting it, but, like, Duke Nukem was pre-orderable. Duke Nukem Forever was pre-orderable in 98. Absolutely. So. Uh, Blue Apple Blue says, as the holy month is upon us, Ramadan... Uh, Mubarak to those observing. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. I do not know how to say that. So, but uh, there you go. Thank you. Uh, Mark tweets in and says, I'm just here to thank Ken in advance for the Shinmu 3 commentary. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I'm glad somebody enjoys it, and I'm glad everybody knows. Well, not everybody, because people get upset about stupid things, but. That I'm just, I'm just taking the shit. Okay, relax. You can enjoy your game even I, if I make fun of it. 
And and I don't want anybody to feel the way I did opening, <laughs> opening No Man's Sky. Trust me. <laughs> you know, I I have talked to Sean Murray personally. He is a wonderful person. Oh, I don't, really I don't, I, I I blame him for a mistake. Not as a like a as a person, I don't hate the man. I just don't like him as a business person. There's, you know, there's a difference. Uh, I'm sure he's lovely. Uh, I, I I'm sorry. I always pronounce this wrong. Dan Hill. Uh, t- uh, writes in and says, "Will there be an E3 prediction show uh, and a show after the conferences?" Yeah, damn right, there will be. No, we've canceled the after, and we're never going to mention it. Like, we're just not going to talk about what t- what happened at three E3. We're just going to ignore that, and you can sit here the entire time listening to the podcast, going, the, "Why aren't they talking about the it? show after E3?" Won't... Is just going to be me talking about Overwatch for ninety minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! There will definitely oh. be E3. E3 goodness is a coming. <laughs> I'm excited. I love this time of year. It's great. I but can could you record yourself and you know pull someone else in and talk about talk about Overwatch for ninety minutes? Oh my and god! And call it the E3 show. Just label it as the E3 show. And people start downloading it. Like what the fuck is this? Just to piss off some people and oh, make man. me so happy. People oh. would be so... You think you I get know. hate mail. <laughs> the funniest thing. Just wait till I do that. Uh, Dustin uh, tweeted in... I forgot to cover this news story, but uh, he says, People seem to be scoffing at the rumored Star Fox racing game, uh, but if it's like Diddy Kong racing with boss battles, then combat, then sign me up. Yeah, that's the rumor that, uh, I guess, Retro is working on a Star Fox racer? I'm... Which I mean, is weird. It's weird because I don't know why they weird like. Mix. You know what we really need right now? That Another Star Fox game after the last one did so well. I, I just I feel like if they were going to work on a, a racing platform for Nintendo, they'd make a new F Zero. Yeah. Well, that, well that's F Zero. Isn't, isn't it called um, Fox Zero or something like that? But isn't am I wrong? But but Shigeru Miyamoto. Did he work on F-Zero, or was that not just like a tech demo originally, or something like that? There's a reason why, I'm pretty sure, that they don't really care for F-Zero. It was never supposed to be a big thing, but he had more of a hand in Star Fox. I think that's the Man, case. Man, imagine an F-Zero game where the characters racing in the vehicles are Star Fox characters. I'd play that. Yeah. So- I'd play the, the first. I'd play the crap out of that. Yeah, like you could Absolutely. like and make it like racing transform where they can like transform into R wings and uh, shit. Uh, uh, I'd play that game. Fuck. Um, it's well, I mean, it's not the. It, I'd hope that it plays more like F Zero than anything because, uh, or while well, racing transform would be the preferred method, but um, there's, uh, I mean, there's uh, whatever they. McCloud character is in F Zero that has Star Fox hair. He's got the glasses like Fox's father does, and everything. It's a blatant reference to Star Fox, so it's not the first time. But at the end of one of the endings of Star Fox Command, um, it's uh, Crystal and Fox break up or whatever, and I don't know if Slippy's dead or has a family. I don't care about I Slippy anyway. Spoiling Star uh, Fox was to shut up, man. But, Do a but, barrel roll. <laughs> But uh, what ends up happening in one of the endings is uh, Falco and Fox convert their R-Wings into G-Zero racers. And it's it's them in these... It's them in, like, F-Zero cars. It, it, there's a screenshot of it out there, I'm sure, of the that ending frame. 
of it looking like an F-Zero racing game. So it's kind of neat, and I'm kind of hoping that's what they do. I don't know. Nintendo's Nintendo's E3 is very weird for me this year because I'm wondering if I'm going to see Metroid, and I don't know what else. I mean, they still got a couple Wii U game support. Um, I need um, I need Zelda, both of them. I need those. If you could uh, get on that, that'd be great. Um, you don't need Twilight Princess again. You're going to play 20 minutes of it, and not make it out of the ex- the en- intro. That's not true. The last time they released on the Wii U, I made it all the way through. It's Oh my god, that intro is so long. That intro is so long, but man, once you get to those dungeons, they're so good. Oh, but it's just like, why? why, why, Just let me get there. Oh, it's so good, though. Uh, He wants to know, Dustin Dostoevsky said, why did Jay leave the show? I am not at liberty to tell you that. You would have to ask him personally. I'm not going to say why. So, But it's not saying he'll never be back. He, he said back. he'd probably be back, if nothing else, uh, the end of the year, for sure. Yeah, because I need his list of 57 games. I do. Be snarky all you want. He said he also wants to know when is Gambus returning. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Gambus ain't coming back. Yeah, it makes me sad. I see, every time I see him, I give him a hard time. He needs to come back. We have this new guy. He's terrible. You need to come back and say hey, this the next, show. The next two tweets are about you, so uh, prepare for yourself. He said, right. uh, is this podcast just going to be you and Anthony for a while? No, the Wombat's here. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Yep, just me. Do you think Ken would want to torture himself for nearly two hours talking just to me? I'd probably cancel, you... I cancel the show for the week. Not you know. <laughs> <laughs> He also says, I wouldn't blame you if you said that. Like you're like, I just can't do the show with you, just you. I'd be like, that's fair. Um, oh God, I'm sorry. I read the next tweet ahead of time, but it's funny. Uh, he says you should get Anthony's dad. Sounds like a better gamer, and you guys can reminisce oh, over the launch of the Atari 2600. Uh, but no, the next the next tweet is it's. Uh, are you prepared for this? This is fucking gold. Um. Anthony was going ham last week, dropping names like the Sega Master System being his first console. That's like bragging your first kiss was with your sister. This <laughs> <laughs> <Listen>, smartass. <laughs> right? Let me roll up to my microphone a little bit here. <laughs> I can tell you've never played the Sega Master System. <laughs> Get out of my face. Oh. oh, man, he's he's on you this week. I'm liking this. Hold on. Just, just, oh, no, I, I still have to get over that fact. Play Wonder Boy 3. Oh, uh, wait, the next tweet's about Wonder oh. Boy 3. Great. He says, and I don't know how games are categorized up in Canada, but Wonder Boy 3 isn't an RPG. <laughs> it absolutely has, st- it has, you change, <laughs> uh, you change, you change armor and weapons to change stats. All right. Oh man, I'm having a good time right now. Venture RPG, then. I, like, I'm sorry. Would you like to categorize? Like, if you, if that, whoever sent in that tweet, categorize near and then come back. Oh man. Right. Then give me that shit. I think near is an action game, but that's just me. Is it? Is yeah. it? Is an action game because there's RPG elements in it too. Oh, or is it a bullet hell shooter or? It's yeah, an no, game. it's it's. There's elements of RPG. It's an action role playing game. It's I'm yeah. old. There's only four genres: racing, fighting, action, and adventure. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Still doesn't necessarily answer what near is. <laughs> Nier's an action game. I already told you that. Or is it an adventure game? No, it's yeah. an action game. 
Boom. Speaking of Wonder Boy 3, that remake is very well done. I love the new art and the instant swap between retro and modern graphics. I would highly recommend it. Uh, his final tweet says, Blade Strangers looks cool. I like the mashup of all the indie game stars fighting each other. Yeah, I'm going to play that game. But then again, I play about every fight. So we, I'm more interested in the puzzle fighter game that they're doing. Puzzle fighter uh, game they're doing? What are you talking about? Yeah, uh, Nicholas, Nicholas, however you pronounce that. They're they're doing Blade Strangers, and then they're doing a game that's basically Puzzle Fighter. I have not seen this Puzzle Fighter game unless I give me a second here. I'll find the name of I mean, it. I have a name. Man. You say Puzzle Fighter, and like they made a Puzzle Fighter. Uh, Crystal Crisis, a Puzzle Fighter esque uh, game. Um, it is Crystal Crisis, and Astro Boy is in it uh, with Blackjack. Um, uh, the characters from Cave Story. Um, uh, the uh, let me see. Oh, there we go. Quote Curly and Ballas from Cave Story Plus, Isaac from The Binding of Isaac, Adam and Blackjack from Tezuka Productions, Princess Salon from Code of Princess and Blade Strangers, Abe and Tina and Jim Hawkins from 1001 uh, Spikes, President Thompson and a zombie from The Temper of, so uh, it's of indie the fighter. Dead, Kuji the Demon, uh, Knight from Hydro, uh, Hydro Castle Labyrinth, Johnny Turbo. Helen from Blade Strangers, Hunter, Elise, and uh, Ninja from Upcoming Nicalis Games. And it is legitimately Puzzle Fighter-esque but, sort of game. So Blade but, Strangers has like the same guest characters. It's got like Shovel yes. Knight and shit. So why are there two different games? Because one is the Puzzle Fighter game and one of them... Is, I'm assuming they're made by different teams and published by Nicalis, but... Uh, yeah, it's that's the one I'm more interested in than um, the the Blade Strangers, but they both look fantastic. I'm just weird. There's a lot of weird fighting games coming out this year. Don't forget. I, that. Does Isaac stand out like a sore thumb in that game though to you? Because it looks weird. I mean, I've seen some weird characters in fighting games, <coughs> Shumagarath, but you know, it's there are weird characters in fighting games, and there's a lot of weird fighting games. Don't forget, there's the titty fighting game coming from S and K. Oh, the 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 the, the girls only SNK heroines. Yeah, like I'm gonna play that. I don't give a shit, but I'm just saying, there's a lot of weird fighting games coming out this year. And then Ed Boon be out there spelling everything with a K, and I'm like, come to fuck on Ed. You know what you're it's doing. A, it's a conspiracy with a K. It's, it's it, I know what it is. It's, it's time for Mortal Kombat 11 is launching in. What is How it? do they write it so it looks cool? Mortal Kombat 11? Yeah, are they doing it in X1 or Maybe, or okay, or okay, so like... I thought about this. Like, if you remember, MK2 had Roman numeral 2. Maybe they tried to make it look like the MK2 logo, but it's an 11. It's two eyes. You don't know. I just made that up. It's probably true. It wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Ed, me and Ed are on the same wavelength. You don't know, but I'm really Ed Boone. <laughs> I'm I'm a troll on Twitter. That's the reason why. That's the reason why. That's the reason why uh, Injustice got such a high review. Yeah, it was Game of the Year. I don't know what you're talking about. It was <laughs> Injustice Two, best game. I not Ed Boone. I, I give this game a ten. Out of 10. Yeah, I'm not Ed Boone. I give this game a ten out of ten. Me and Ed were we tight. We good. Not really. Anyway, that's all the Twitter for this week. That's all the emails. That's all the video games. We have got... What are the dates for E3? Because i got to plan that show. Uh, E3 2018 is June 12th through June 14th. So we will be doing prediction show. Oh, man, we're going to nail it. 
Uh, the show of June the 10th. June the 11th will be. Oh, no, we can't because that fucking conference is that week. So we're going to be. We'll record the episode on June the 3rd. It will go live June the 4th. So that will be. Because oh, yeah, you don't want you don't want the predictions to come out the same day it starts. We did that last year, and we looked really stupid. I keep it easy. I don't. I don't hope or predict for anything, and I'm always pleasantly surprised and let down simultaneously. No, nah, you gotta you gotta predict because that's what that show's about. That show, we made Killer Instinct happen. If you do not know that by now, we did. So it was entirely us. Yep, it was just every year. He said, Killer Instinct's going to come, Killer Instinct's going to come, and then eventually it did. We we willed it into existence. It's rough, because like, all the stuff that I'd be like looking forward to is like Sega, because I'm a Sega fanboy. So, Sega's like, they dead. don't have a press conference anymore. No, Sega's dead. They're, they're going to announce yeah. um, Shenmue 4. <laughs> Actually, I don't even know if they have anything to do with Shenmue 3. They don't. So. They just allowed Suzuki to use the rights. The game's being Please published by... just shut them up. <laughs> Deep Silver, <laughs> right? Deep Silver's publishing Shenmue, aren't they? I don't know. Well, Deep Silver publishes all of Sega's stuff in Europe anyways, or used to anyways. Well, now it's THQ Nordic, because, you know, they bought... Every cover of, like, every Sega game is ruined in the UK, because it says... doesn't just have Sega or Atlas. It says Atlas, and then next to it, see... Deep Silver stamp. Ugh. I don't know. I don't care. But if you want to prepare for that, that show will be not next week, but the week after will be the predictions show. Um, if you want to tweet at us, it is at N4G Podcast. You can send us emails to podcasts at ztgd.com. You can also follow all of us on the Twitter. Ryan is at our oh God Wombat RP. Sorry, I almost went back. Sorry, right. went back. Uh, Anthony is at Intersect. Was it N T R S K T? K T. That's N T R S K T. You can come at me and tell me how much I'm wrong about Shenmue. Nobody's gonna come at you about how you're wrong with Shenmue. They don't know. But you can tell me how I'm wrong for liking the Sega Master System. Then yep. It's just like kissing your sister. Ugh, what if, no. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Also, did I tell you emails? Emails go to podcast GTGD? Oh, if not, there they are. Uh, Drew is not going to be back probably for a week or two, and then even after that, it's going to be a while before there's a Phoenix down, so there is that. Other than that, enjoy video games. They're good. They're fun. Play them with your friends they and are. family. Stop worrying about consoles, plastic boxes, and and franchises. Don't be mad when somebody makes fun of your terrible game. Okay. <laughs> Just <laughs> put it, try to put as much space between us and the Shenmue conversation, and then you just had to bring it back around, huh? You know what? If I can't talk about Overwatch all week, I'll talk about Shenmue oh. all week. That's fine. I don't care. But no, that's it. Unless anybody has anything else. We're gonna get out of here. Nope. Nope. Bye. Alrighty. And it goes something like this. Welcome to the
going to be a very interesting episode. Greetings, programs. I got lost trying to find my way to the secret underground N4G radio lair. Boys, oh wow. And then I, and then I killed the dragon. Then I killed the dragon.